All righty, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. A beautiful Thursday as week number 11 gets ready to kick off tonight in Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons against the New England Patriots. Wiz, how you doing today? Yeah, doing well. Uh, you know, just just when I hear you say that week 11, I'm realizing, wow, I just cannot believe how fast the season is moving along. But uh, the season is moving along. We're well into the second half uh, of the season. And uh, as far as fantasy football season goes, um, really down to the last four weeks of uh, of the regular season. So <clears throat> this really comes uh, becomes crunch time for uh, fantasy football GMs as we uh, – Heading into December. Yeah, I think you got to start planning. You got to start looking at your, you know, if you're locked into the playoffs, you need to kind of look at your defensive matchups, things like that. I, I think the one thing that I think is going to play out as the season kind of wears on here, Wiz, is, is, and we saw really good examples of it in both the Green Bay and the San Francisco Ram game where, you know, the running game starts to take over. I mean, the, the Niners just wore down uh, the Rams on, on, on that game uh, on Sunday night or, or Monday night. I can't even remember. Um, and a Monday night, that is. And uh, A.J. Dillon, who I thought even before the Aaron Jones injury, Aaron Jones will probably be kept out until through through the bye week for the Packers. But you see what a weapon that a guy like Dillon will become as the season wears on, late in the season, especially in cold weather. Uh, I think Cleveland will be very representative of that as well with Nick Chubb. So I think the, the tide turns here. It, it starts to become more of a grinded-out uh, type of football. Uh, in, in addition, Wiz, I got to tell you, this – I'm, I'm going to take a break from from line bets this week. I'm de- I'm declaring that now, um, but it's just amazing the schizophrenic nature that we've seen in the NFL over the last few weeks, where you know teams look completely horrendous uh, in one week, and then the next week they look like they're the Super Bowl contender. Uh, teams like the Cowboys, uh, who were completely different uh, from week to week, it, it just it's not easy right now, kind of trying to predict how things kind of play out. And I think the last few weeks have been very representative of that, where you have just seen uh, a lot of topsy-turviness in the NFL. Yeah, there's no, <clears throat> there's no question about that. Um, it's, it's difficult, right, when there's, you know, a lot of inconsistency, and it's really been a roller coaster ride. <clears throat> uh, take a look at the Chiefs. This is a big week against the Cowboys. Of course, we'll, we'll talk much more about that later in the week, but, you know, people had them as, like, unstoppable. Then they weren't the same team, and then people counted them out, and they looked terrific uh, uh, <clears throat> the last few weeks. We'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes, but to your point, uh, it, it can make wagering um, a little bit tricky, to say the least. All right, good stuff. So uh, as we head into the week, Wiz, uh, you know, we're still seeing a lot of injuries. Obviously, we're dealing with the bye weeks. And, it, you know, it's become it, – it's a big you – know, I talked to a couple of owners this week where guys made trades to try to plug guys in to help out. Ramondre Stevenson was a big help to people last week. Um, I, you know, I had suggested a guy like DeAndre Carter uh, for DraftKings last week. He ends up scoring for the second week in a row. Will probably be on some people's radars for, for waiver wire. So uh, let's start kicking off here with waiver a wire and I guess the first question I have for you at quarterback was you know Cam Cam Newton makes a cameo appearance in his first game but it looks like he's ready to start the rest of the season in Carolina um or, you know you and I were 
very down on the player. I thought he'd be out in the NFL this year, but here we are. Carolina Panthers are in the middle of a playoff race, uh, and lo and behold, Cam Newton could become a uh, pickup or maybe a key pickup even to, to the end of the season. Am I talking crazy, or is it something that you think team owners should explore? No, I think uh, I think he has to if, if they're going to get back to you know that where he's going <clears> to <throat> get rushing touchdowns or they want to get down to the goal line. He could hurt McCaffrey a little bit, but um, he he certainly has to be considered. Uh, it seems like he looks like a different player. His confidence uh, confidence level could be back. So certainly a guy that. You keep your eye on, especially if you've been hurt with a quarterback, a bye week and a crucial week. He's certainly uh, a quarterback. I think that's at this point at the top of the list of quarterbacks that are probably available in uh, in your leagues. And the other guy I want to mention, too, is, is Jimmy Garoppolo, who by now I think most people in fantasy circles felt that Trey Lance would have taken over the job. Uh, that's not the case right now. I, you know, again, San Francisco did run the ball 40 times, but, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has basically done very serviceable in this offense thus far. And I think the chances of Trey Lance hitting the field this year, barring an injury uh, going forward, uh, seem quite unlikely at the moment. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I'm, I'm, you could count me in as one of the people that are very, very surprised that Trey Lance is not quarterback at this point. <clears throat> you know, he, he himself has had has had some injuries, but as we know in the NFL, things could change quickly, rapidly. So never say never. But <clears throat> yeah, Jimmy G looks good. The 49ers certainly look good. That was a, a terrific game plan that they had, and. Uh, yeah, I think he's one of these other players uh, as well, uh, you know, to keep your eye on in a streaming or you have your number one quarterback hurt or something along those lines. Yeah, any, anybody else you're looking at quarterback? I mean, I know Mac Jones is kind of still on a lot of waiver wires, especially if you're in some of these shallower leagues. But, you know, he's definitely performed as the number one rookie quarterback this year. Um, Bill Belichick, uh, very happy about the way that's progressing. And, uh, you know, the Patriots are playing tonight, but... Uh, yeah, another guy that I think if you're in a pinch for an injury or, yeah, look, there's a number of quarterbacks right now. Uh, I think Ben Roethlisberger right now is in significant decline. I'm not saying that your, your number one quarterback is Roethlisberger or Jared Goff, who looks like he's going the wrong way really quickly. But if you're in a pinch for these quarterbacks at the end of the season, I actually picked up Justin Fields uh, ahead of time. They played Detroit uh, Thanksgiving week. Uh, I'm in a pinch with a, with a backup quarterback, and I'm going to put Justin fields out there uh, as a starting quarterback that week yeah it's not the worst idea Mac Jones really should be rostered in, in, in all formats I mean if you have your quarterback hurt or bye week or even as a rock solid number two quarterback or he could be slipping into quarterback one status uh, the way he's playing so I, you know I'm really surprised uh, if he's not rostered in all leagues but uh that's really probably all I have to say about the quarterback spot uh, in terms of free agency uh, going into week 11. Yep. Okay. So let's go to running back. So a couple of different developments. Uh, fortunately, the uh, Baltimore Ravens have come to their senses. It looks like Latavius Murray's healthy now. 
Le'Veon Bell has been shown the door. Uh, I think his NFL career is probably done at this point in time, but never say never. A um, few other names out there, Wiz, and so Latavius Murray may be out there. Ty Johnson, I've mentioned him a number of times, continues to produce, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, A.J. Dillon shouldn't be on anybody's waiver wires to begin with, but, you know, again, with the Aaron Jones injury, the next couple of weeks will be big. Uh, I think Matt Breida further clouds that uh, lousy Buffalo running back situation. I said this last week, Wiz. I, I felt that uh, Deontay Foreman uh, looks like the best running back in Tennessee. Uh, he showed that last week. I think he's warrants a pickup. Jeff Wilson Jr. got back in action last week. They kind of eased him in. And Ramondre Stevenson, who I know you really liked as a player to start the season, big game last week with no Damian Harris. I'm very curious to see how things kind of play out over the next few weeks in terms of how the usage goes between those two players. Yeah, I think Ramondre Stevenson has got to be at the very, very top of uh, priorities at running back this week if he's available. Um, I like the player. I haven't drafted him in a few leagues. I'm glad I was patient with him. A lot of that is because I just am – used to Bill Belichick in his games that he plays at running backs where one week a running back can be in, inactive and then the next week he's getting 25 carries. So I stood, I stuck it out with, uh, with Stevenson. I think he's a better running back than Damian Harris. Uh, I think Harris is a good player, but I think uh, as time goes on, I'm not sure about the last four or five, six weeks for this year, but going forward, I believe Ramondre Stevenson will prove to be the better player. Uh, he's at the very top of the list. Matt Breeder, he's a different player than uh, Singletary and Zach Moss. Gives that lively legs and that speed. That is just going to make it a complicated, murky situation, even more so there. So I think Breeder is somebody you have to keep your eye on, but um, I'm not sure he does much more than just take away from Moss and Singletary, but if you're in a desperate situation where at running back, which a lot of people are, you got guys hurt, you got guys on bye weeks, you got guys on COVID, you got all sorts of stuff going on. Matt Breeder has got to be one of the priority pickups um, for this week. Do you uh, agree with that? Yeah, no, I do. I do. And I think he adds a different dimension. I actually like the player. He just hasn't been able to stay on the field. Uh, but the usage was interesting. He got in the end zone twice this week, and the other guys just haven't taken hold of the, the job in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, perhaps Buffalo's gotten frustrated with the way the other two guys have operated. They've seen things in practice, and, and now it's time to give another player an opportunity to make a, a little bit of a dent uh, to allow the Buffalo Bills to have some semblance of a rushing game or at least another dimension in their offense that they don't have. And by the way, maybe some of this has kind of been brought upon with, with Cole Beasley being banged up, because uh, Cole Beasley was only on the field for, um, I think, only nine or ten snaps last week, dealing with a rib injury, and, and maybe that was a factor in it, something something that I will be watching depending on the usage of, of Beasley, because Beasley basically is a de facto running back for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I understand. I, I understand that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how it, how it plays out. Uh, yeah, not much more to say about, you know, running back. I think we, uh, we covered we covered the usual suspects. Uh, and uh, is there anything else or any other players you want to mention? At no, back? not at running back. Uh, how about at receiver? Who, who are some of the guys that you're looking at? I, I definitely have a few guys are on my list. I mentioned DeAndre Carter, but I'll, I'll let you kind of take us out at the receiver position. Yeah, I think um, I think it. I think it's a wide receiver position. It's interesting. Uh, I know you've been a guy who's really felt that Pringle 
is the you know kind of should leapfrog a few of those guys on the on the Kansas City depth chart, especially McCole Hardman, and he gets in there. But you know, it just seems to me, um, it just seems to me at least that with those Kansas City wide receivers, that you know they, they just don't play. Uh, you know they don't give they don't give Pringle enough snap counts um, to enough you know snaps on the field offensively where he is you know such a a, a, a player that can really contribute to your fantasy lineup. I mean, you know how, how, when you look at that Kansas City situation, you see Pringle show up with these big plays. Uh, don't you get frustrated that they don't use him more often, and that it seems like Hardman is still eating into his um, his ability to become more prominent in fantasy football leagues. Oh, it's interesting. Um, I, I, you know, yes, I thought that Pringle was the best guy amongst the guys there. I, you and I have spoke about McCall Hardman who dropped another ball on Sunday night. We've spoke about it at length. He just, he looked horrendous in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I just can't, can't lose sight of, of what he's done in the past. And yeah, he's got, he's got burner speed, but aside from that, he doesn't look to be the sharpest tool in the shed and his concentration lapses are very clear on the field. Uh, you know, I saw one comment this week where Andy Reed uh, said that it's a matter of time that Josh Gordon gets more involved in the offense. So that's the one thing that kind of said, well, come right. on, Andy, what are you doing with that? Uh, you know, just uh, to me, Pringle is the guy he scored this week. I think he's, uh, Mahomes has shown confidence to throw to the player. Uh, his hands are very good. Uh, he's a strong guy too. He's a little bit big, bigger physically. So to me, it's a it's a no brainer. But uh, I just, I don't know. Andy Reid seems a little bit slow to come around to us. But yeah, I really do like Byron Pringle, uh, and I think a player if you know in this offense has to warrant attention. And when you talk about Green Bay, I mean. It just seems you just can't count on anyone outside of Devontae Adams. And, you know, you see Valdez Scantling come up, you know, occasionally with the big play. Do you, have, do you have any confidence? What's your level of confidence in Valdez Scantling that he could be a fantasy football contributor these last few weeks down the stretch? Zero. <laughs> okay. Zero. Zero. Uh, These are, you know, I, I look at a play. I continue to look at a, a guy like Devin Duvernay was uh, on the Baltimore Ravens, who at times they figure out how to use him. And I say, if he was in this offense, what a difference it would make, just from a speed perspective and kind of running, uh, you know, those, those those jet sweeps with him. A player like him. This is a team that just hasn't invested any kind of uh, uh, draft capital. To to the to this offense in terms of uh, the receiver position, I don't know. Amari Rogers got a little bit of a shot early on, but they're just a bunch of bums on this team outside of Devontae Adams. You know, Randall Cobb had one game this year, uh, and that was a game that that Adams missed, where he scored a couple of touchdowns. But you know, Green Bay really needs to figure that out. And I don't know. You know, again, I don't know if Green Bay is going to have Aaron Rodgers as quarterback next year. But but this particular receiver, you know, group outside of Devontae Adams is uh, is very ho hum in my opinion. I'm just going to mention one other player. You could just give me your opinion on the guy. And this is probably for deeper leagues. But it, it just seems outside of Waddle, there's been no player, no wide receiver outside, you know, and, and you know, just Gesicki's tight end. So I'm just really talking about wide receiver. And Isaiah, Isaiah Ford's like been one of these guys who is just an electrifying type player. He had four targets, four catches for 84 yards against the Ravens. Do you think this is a player that finally the Dolphins are going to say, okay, 
we're going to see what we could do here with him. We're going to give him a lot of playing time, and he's a guy that maybe could show up these last few weeks for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, there's 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 two guys there actually because Albert Wilson also had 80 yards receiving. So we we know that Devontae Parker is on IR right now, uh, and outside of Waddle and, and uh, Gasicki, there hasn't been a lot of consistency in his pass game. Mac Hollins is, is a is a bigger and different type of player. But you mentioned Ford. Uh, I, I talked about Wilson. There's a little bit more speed dimension that those two players add. So I'm intrigued to kind of see how it plays out. I'd throw another player, not on this team, that kind of showed me the same thing um, this past week, and that's Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, I did mention him the week before, but he had a huge game where, you know, 12 targets, uh, eight or nine catches, not a lot of yards, you know, not, but but the speed dimension was on display. Now, granted, there was no uh, no Claypool in this ball game, but I was just intrigued by how much he was used in this game, uh, you know, in, in, in his role and something that I don't think could be ignored. I, I throw one other name out there, Wiz, and, and that's, I, I see him kind of rostered maybe in about 50% of leagues, but, you know, the, the scoring totals have been adding up, and, and Elijah Moore um, has been definitely making uh, an impression for the Jets in this offense on the field a little bit more, probably around 60% of the time, and another player that I don't think should be ignored on free agent wires. Yeah, I just I don't know what that's going to look like with um... – I don't know what that's going to look like with Joe, Fra- with Joe Flacco, quite well, frankly. But the touchdown that Moore caught last week was from Flacco. No, I, it, it was. But I, I'm just looking at, like, two of my favorite players on the Jets um, that I think are, you know, just Elijah Moore and Carter. But it just seems to me, and I know the Jets are going to be in game script garbage time a lot. It just seems a lot of their stuff has come in garbage time with Mike White, who loves to throw the drop down. Uh, so I don't know how it, you know, is going to play out. But yeah, I like I like the player a lot. So it it could it could work out because game script is going to be calling. I think the Jets are throwing the ball a lot in the fourth quarter of games. One other play I want to mention. I stay away from all of these guys because it gives me a headache to look at it. But it seems to me like Deontay Harris from the Saints, you know, even though Traquan Smith did some stuff, is anybody in terms of wide receivers on that Saints offense that you have any level of confidence in at this point? It's very hard because uh, the, the the targets are kind of dispersed evenly. I think the one thing that works against Harris, he's got a legal matter that's kind of brewing in the background where potentially he could see a couple of game suspension because of a DUI. Uh, so that's why I've kind of shied away from picking up the player. Uh, in one league, I have Callaway. In another league, I just picked up Traquan Smith. Um, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. Traquan Smith actually had two times in the back of the end zone. He 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 was missed on on patterns. He made good catches both times, but he was out of bounds on, on in in both instances. So, I, I think he's a player to me that that's the one I'd kind of want to own right now amongst the three. Uh, Callaway's a little bit too inconsistent for me, and like I said, that that legal matter that's still kind of in the background. I, before I get clarity on that. That's going to lead me to shy away from Deontay Harris. Not to say that when he's been on the field, he's been very productive with. Right. Well, that's all I got a wide receiver. Uh, are you ready to move on to 
notice some free agent tight ends we're looking at? Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to say this again. Uh, you know, Dan Arnold is a top 10 tight end uh, week in and week out the last few weeks. He still has an extremely low ownership rate. I don't know why. Uh, so I'll just mention that. Cole Komet comes off the bye week. He is definitely taking hold of that tight end job for the Bears. Uh, so if you need a tight end, I think that's a player you should look at. I mentioned Adam Troutman last week, and he is definitely the guy getting the targets, getting the attention in this offense. Uh, so those are three guys, Wiz, that I have on my list. I don't know if you're going to take a shot in the dark, whoever plays tight end this week for the Washington football team, because it looks like, aside from uh, Logan Thomas still not bouncing back, it looks like Seal Jones, Seals Jones is, is questionable in this ballgame. But that's all I have at tight end, Wiz. Well, I'm going to mention another player, a guy that was like on fringe of 12 to 15 at tight end coming into the season that's been a complete and total zero. Then all of a sudden, last this past week, eight catches. Are you willing to forgive Gerald Everett and give him a chance to get back to your fantasy football hearts uh, these last five or six weeks of the season? Yeah, look, there's a lot going on in this team. Now, we know that DK Metcalf, he got thrown out of that game, frustration building with him. Uh, they don't really have a third wide receiver option here. Uh, you know, uh, Freddie Swain is not really that good a player. Eskridge hasn't been able to get on the field. He's been hurt. That was their draft pick this year. Uh, so to your point, you know, in the past, this is an offense that has used a tight end over over 100 targets in, in every single year at the tight end position. And Everett certainly saw a lot of them. I, I know I noticed he did have an injury designation, but I don't know if he missed practice. I got to look a little bit closer than that. But yeah, look, he's an athletic guy familiar with the offense of the offensive coordinator who came over from the Rams. So, yeah, I, I, I can't dispute you kind of taking a taking a chance on this player. Looks like he's healthy now over over his injuries and COVID and all that sort of stuff. So I, I can't fault you for kind of if you need a tight end, which has been a wildly inconsistent position all year long. It really has. So, <clears throat> all right, are we ready to move on to <clears throat> DraftKings? Yeah, I, I got to tell you, Wiz, I'm just so confused tonight because of you know how things play out. Thursday night football, it's Atlanta versus New England. I don't know how things are going to be. Is Cordero Patterson going to play? How that affects the usage of Davis and, and Goldman, right? So I'm, I'm looking at that situation. It's Thursday night football. I think we've seen in the past on Thursday nights, you have different player usage on a Thursday night. So here it is. Damian Harris comes in. He's got fresh legs. He didn't play this past past Sunday because of the concussion. You know, is it a situation where he kind of garners most of the most of the attention or most of the touches this week? So I'm really confused how that's all going to play out. You know, the Atlanta Falcons come in from a bomb of a game uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Thursday night, not a lot of turnaround time. I'm going to be really concerned if Patterson does not play in this game, though he has practiced on a limited basis. Because I think the residual effect on the rest of this offense is is considerable. With so, I, I don't have a real strong feeling th- this week. You know, going in, on the DraftKings side of things, there's not guys that I'm looking at that I, that I'm really would gravitate towards. Uh, if you have a different feeling, I'm just very confused, just given the injuries and, and being Thursday night football, which again I can't stand. Yeah, I, I understand that, and I I, I don't. This one, as far as what they're going to do with the running back situation, is is a real, you know, brain buster here. Um, I mean, I just cannot imagine that they are just going to give a lion's share of the carries to either of those Patriot running backs. Uh, anything's possible, so I'm not going to say 100%, but 
I'd be surprised on DraftKings. Well, we'll keep it to, to the DraftKings lineups and salaries. I, I just have one idea. So what I'm going to do is Jacoby Myers scored his first touchdown this past week. Sometimes it's like a mental hurdle with that sort of thing. Maybe that, you know, burden is off his shoulders a little bit, and maybe he could really, uh, you know, use that to pull ball to have a big game. So I'm going to make – I'm going to key Jacoby Myers uh, in, in all of my showdown lineups on DraftKings and obviously sprinkle in different guys. But Jacoby Myers is going to be my key guy for the game on, on DraftKings lineup. As far as all the other things you said – the line, the under and over <clears throat> props, it's impossible to to, to guess because um, you don't know what they're going to do with running back the Patriots. And as far as the other side of the ball, <laughs> it's a completely different story if Patterson plays. Uh, and even if he does play, these type of things with these ankle injuries, it rarely works out. Um, so I'm I'm staying away from the game entirely on as far as betting props and the line as well. Yeah, that's exactly where I stand. The only thing I am looking at, given that the Patriots have the second best pass defense in the league, uh, if you were to tell me that there was no Cordero Patterson in this particular ball game, was right now the line for Matt uh, Ryan passing yards is 248 and a half yards. And I would say on a Thursday night coming off this game, a hot defense, a good defense. I know Jamie Collins is out, but uh, I would say if there's no Cordaro Patterson, if that line is still sitting around 248 and a half for Matt Ryan passing yards, uh, I would take the under. Aside from that, I am, I am staying away from this football game. Yeah, it's a difficult um, – it's, it's just difficult to try and delve into it and figure it out from the injuries, the fact that it's only a few days of rest for these players. Uh, it's just a, a good game to just sit and watch. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure – outside of – I'm just thinking about this right now. As we stand here on Thursday morning, <clears throat> outside of Pitts – is there a player on either side in your fantasy football lineups that you would say, yes, I'm 100% going to start that player no matter what? Uh, I think Hunter Henry, uh, if you're a Hunter Henry owner at tight end, I think he's a player that, I, that I'd still kind of trot out there tonight, um, especially with Jonu Smith. I, I don't know what his injury designation is going to be for, for the game tonight. But if you, if you saw no Jonu Smith playing, uh, that would give me a lot of confidence uh, for certain. Last week, two touchdowns for Hunter Henry. And and yet the DraftKings player prop is very very low on Hunter Henry. I think I want to say it's only like thirty three yards uh, receiving. So yeah, that one's interesting. And it's three, and, well, and, I, and uh, three and a half catches as well. That's <laughs> so it's almost like they're enticing you yep. to play the over on both. But I guess when you know a player snap count. And his usage on the field is going to be so high. I guess, you know, that's one of the main things to go by. So I can definitely see where you're coming from with Hunter Henry. But I think we both have the same opinion with these Thursday night things. It's just, it's so difficult to trust anything that you think may take place on Thursday night football. All right, Wiz, uh, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. I think it'll be an interesting one nonetheless. Uh, beautiful day here. Uh, enjoy that day as well. A Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscri- subscribing. We'll be back with all the weekend action uh, a little bit later in the week uh, as we get ready for the full slate of games for Week 11. But, Wiz, I wish you a good rest of the day and uh, look forward to catching, you up, catching up with you for the rest of the games. You do the same, and boy, do I have a lead pipe cinch coming up for a player prop on uh, 
end of the week, that's for sure. I love it. All right, Wiz. Uh, enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we'll talk later in the week. You got it.